All right, it is a fresh morning, and since I was uh, around a convention for three days, I, I think I'll I'll have today's topic on comics. Why comics? Why not? Um, comics is a big part of my life. It always has been since I was a kid. If I try to sit there and think back about, I I don't think I could tell you my first comic book. I remember. My, I think my mom or my dad introduced me to comic books, and I believe it was like Archie Comics or Richie Rich. At a certain time, I picked up a few, but I wasn't serious. I remember having a couple of issues of Brave and the Bold, which always featured Batman. I think that was the first serious kind of comic books that I had was the Brave and the Bold with Batman. But I wasn't I wasn't a collector at the time. I didn't I didn't go by an order. I just remember thinking how cool Batman was and I think I think there was reruns of the old Batman TV show on on TV, you know, cuz we didn't have the DVR. We didn't have anything fancy to record. So if something re-ran, you were pretty lucky. You know, and there was cartoons, of course. I don't remember if it was a Batman cartoon back then. I think the Batman cartoon that I remember was in the 90s. But, anyways. So so I started off basically like that, kind of. And then one of my close friends when I was a kid, his parents owned a, a comic book store here in town. And so we'd hang out there. But I didn't, I didn't have <clears throat> much of an allowance, so I... I I don't think I had an allowance, actually. I was one of those kids who... You're supposed to cut the grass, you're supposed to do this, and you didn't get any actual money out of it. But at a certain point, I got interested. I remember I had a couple extra bucks, and they had a... There were quarter grab bags. And you could get... You know, you just reach in there, you grab, grab a bag, you couldn't see what it was, you pull out a comic book. And I had, you know, a quarter here and there, and... I'd pick up a few, but the one that I I remember distinctly being the first one that I it got me into co- starting to collect was Iron Man 144. I believe it's 144. It could be 143, but I believe it's 144. I'd have to go open my boxes, because now I have boxes. Though I've had to tone down over the years a lot. But it was... It was an issue, which was like a split issue, because it had a cover that was split in half, and it it had um, the Stark space armor, I think, and he was he he had uh, gone into space, and now the other half of the thing was like his origin story it was a, like a flashback of how he got the the gray Mark III suit in Vietnam, and how he got shot. So that was a that was a good start jumping on point because I didn't know much about it. But it was a, a suit of armor. So that became like my first <clears throat> my first love was Iron Man comic book. And you know, with the quarter grab bags it was pretty cool cuz then you, <clears throat> you get random stuff and it could drive you into different directions. But I remember I remember starting off on Iron Man and then trying to get around those and go back. Of course, you know, as a kid that also motivates you to start asking for money to cut the grass and doing stuff. You're like, I want an allowance. Because you had things to spend your money on then. But 
so you'd say you'd save up, you know. Um, I think <clears throat> my friends were in, had they had an artist, a local artist here, who did covers. David Dave Dorman, who was a really nice guy, and he I think he ended up getting married, and he and his wife was a cover artist, and they were both fantastic people, but. I remember my first convention was a MobyCon. I think it was MobyCon. We went to Mobile, and <clears throat> I never had enough money to buy comic books. But it was a pretty cool experience. And I just, you know, through the years, I started collecting stuff. Their store ended up closing, I think, after graduation sometime, because I don't want my, in the senior as a senior in high school, I know they put an ad in the back of the yearbook and there's a picture of four or five of us kids who hung out, you know, as it for their store, which is a pretty, it was a pretty cool treat, you know, had a, the Batman movie, the original, well, not the original, but you know, the, the one in 88, 89, I think there were stand up cardboards of the Joker, Jack Nichols and Michael Keaton's Batman. <clears throat> And my love just grew from there. Um, there was a there was another comic book store that I opened up, and I started going in there. And you know, I had we had a group of friends who were kind of similar to the kids in Stranger Things, and we were all into comic books, and that was a pretty cool childhood. We could talk about it. everyone had their different interests. You know, we did, had our different music tastes, we had our different comic books, and we wanted to be our different superheroes, and different rock stars, of course, but comic books just, <clears throat> it's a different medium, and comic books, I think, were, they were mildly inexpensive at the day, not compared to nowadays, and you seem to get more pages but the story, you know, the stories evolved. We went through the eighties and the nineties and, and <clears throat> some of it blew up, you know, it went from being just Marvel and DC and then image comics, you know, formed, of course, I think dark horse was already around before then. I'm pretty sure I can't, I, I don't know the timeline, but I know image blew up big time. And then it got into this, um, big thing about variant covers and you had to have a shiny cover or this cover or that cover and you had print runs and I was never the person who had to get these things I mean sometimes I'd end up with them but I didn't chase them down I didn't wait in lines they had a couple of other comic stores there was one in Gulf Breeze at a time I believe there was <clears throat> but I think the one in Gulf Breeze got a couple of the image artists over there, so we went over there and we got some of our comic books signed by the artists. I think Mark Silvestri was one of them. Um, and of course, you know that's what then you know after after high school graduation, that's when I started going to Dragon Con in Atlanta and meeting other artists and writers and. And I, I always loved the art in comic books because the art was so expressive. But I always, you know, then I started vary, varying out to different writers, different artists. But my first love was always Iron Man. And I remember, you know, we went through 
the demon in the bottle age. We went through the armor wars part one and part two. And there was the only reason I remember this part is because I was explaining to my wife, like kind of the origin of the Hulkbuster armor, because our son loves the Hulkbuster armor because it's huge. And I remember that was during an age where I just did not like the artwork that Iron Man had, but the guy who was writing it was so fantastic. His stories were so good. I couldn't stop because the, it was, it was where I really learned to appreciate the writer and that, that kind of opened me up to push for other writers and it wasn't just all about art. You could have a good storyline and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books that were out at some point in that with the big oversized issues by Eastman and Laird. And those were those were fun to collect. They were black and white. And there was a whole different independent kind of comic books that, that were out there. You know, Cerebus and flaming carrot and i mean there was there's so many different ones and other people would want to be that and not just for the popularity of the comic but just for the story because you could tell a story in a different way in a different medium it didn't have to be full color it didn't have to be um this huge story with all these famous actor not actors but famous characters um, I remember when the Iron Man movie come out, people were talk about Iron Man being a B movie star. And I'm like, B, it kind of, it kind of upset me. Cause I'm like, he was a, a founding member of the Avengers. How, how is that a B just because he wasn't on your radar? He was the character that I had followed for, since my childhood. So it was kind of vindication seeing that being the starting off point for, Marvel kind of blowing up big time and then of course getting bought out by Disney but I don't blame anybody for that in this day and age you gotta have money supporting you but it's kind of cool seeing the characters now larger than life but it also helps the other ones because a lot of people realize that there's so many good stories out there and sometimes it's kind of funny when you tell somebody who loves a movie well, you know, this is based on a comic book. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So that that's kind of nice. There's so many there's so many good movies that have been made out of comic books. And some people will be like, well, they sold out. It's like, you know, sometimes you got to change an origin story. You have to change the dynamic for it to work. And there are there are some out there that are that it were failures. I know some people will say that the Hulk movies were good. And I like the Hulk movies and I like the Blade movies, especially Blade 2. Because Blade 2 turned me on to Guillermo del Toro as a director and but he also brought a new light to the Blade character that a lot of people didn't get to see like I, I didn't grow up being a fan of the Tomb of Dracula or or Blade or any of those so it kind of you know that's that's the way that opened up back doors back into the past to go check out these issues because they were mildly inexpensive and there was a lot of good writers that you didn't get to appreciate. And that's a love of comic books. I mean, nowadays I can't afford to go to the comic book store um, and just go buy. I would love to. 
honestly, um, I think it's fantastic, the success of, like, The Walking Dead and other, other stuff, and I wish I would have been in the jumping in point, but I, I, I've never been a collector for the money side of it. I mean, if I have issues of comics that are worth anything, I am, it's not because I aimed it to be, it's because I went after the artist or the writer, and like when I went to conventions, I, I've seen people who bring their stacks and stacks of comic books, you know, like I, I think it was Jim Lee I met in Dragon Con, and he's a fantastic guy. And he had started Wildcats, and, you know, he was a big part of the whole image movement. And then he's come back to DC, and he brought Wildstorm. He's had these all these characters, these fantastic characters. And I remember seeing people lining up with boxes and boxes. Hey, can you sign this? And I was like, I had one or two, maybe three books. And it's like, I, I, I didn't want to be greedy, because, you know, these guys don't have a lot of time. They're on deadlines themselves as artists, and... And they have their lives. But that's me. That's 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 me. I don't fault other people. I just think a little different than most people, I think. But I just... This is my love of comic books. Um, there's writers like Warren Ellis, which I love. Warren Ellis could write a story about anything, and I would read it. And there, And I'm trying to go back and pick up back issues, you know... Like, Gravel is a character that I love that he does with Avatar Press. I think it's Avatar. Um, I'm blindly going by memory here, so if I misquote a anything, I apologize. It's not done on purpose. But, and Garth Ennis, when he brought, pre, you know, he, him and Steve Dillon did Preacher, and I was so glad when they finally brought Preacher to the small screen and TV. And people might say, oh, it's different. Well, yeah, it's going to be different. If you read the comic book, there's there's... No way you could do that, like, on TV. And I'm surprised at the stuff they've been able to do, because it's pretty raw. It's pretty great. Um, and I know they're doing... I think Seth Rogen's working on another Garth Ennis, Garth Ennis uh, book that he's going to bring over to A&E, I think. And I always read those... I like to read those stories about the the writers or the artists who influenced these people who are in production or directing or actors and now they can they can bring their love of these stories and say hey I want to do this myself I want to I want to pay homage I want to do a good job because this story influenced me in some way but uh that's the thing about comics it it's they're pretty awesome um we have a discount store here uh Ollie's and they do, you can get the grab bags of comic books, like it's five or ten bucks or something like that. But then they have the graphic novels, of which have been overstocked somewhere. And that's what I always look for with the graphic novels now, because it's just easier. It's less expensive. I can get a, you know, as long as you, you have to pay attention to make sure you don't get number two or three or four without getting number one, because I've done that, unfortunately. But that was my mistake for not paying attention. I should know better as a collector. Um, I've bought other people's collections before, or partial collections, just to get a hold of what they had. And as long as it didn't cost me that much money, I'm not a, I'm not rich. But you know, I've got a, a set amount of comic books, and and I'm keeping them. And people always ask if I'm gonna sell them, and I'm, I've always said no. 
I hope to have kids one day and I hope to pass this down, not for a monetary thing, but maybe they'll be interested in the stories to get to know their dad. I mean, that's the one thing about the podcast I want to do is if anything ever happens to me that, that my son and my wife would still be able to listen to me. They could get on the internet and Hey, you know, but that's another subject that I'll cover one day. But my, this is about, this episode's about my love of comic books. And I don't know if you have a love of comic books. Some people don't. It's a medium that they don't like. And that's okay. I mean, you may like movies. You may like TV. You may like spoken word, poetry. Everyone has a different thing that they like. And it's okay to like different things. It's okay if you would rather listen to a podcast or listen to music or watch a movie. Um, I... I think it's pretty awesome that we have all of these opportunities, but this is just my story on this, you know, so I do appreciate your time and thank you for listening. I've been rambling on probably long enough sitting in my truck on my phone. So I hope you have a nice day and I'll talk to you later.